0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Seahawks fans, wherever you may be. Welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football, Seahawks fans, welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Alstead, sitting down with co host Keith Myers. We're here to talk roster predictions 53 man roster prediction show uh we've made it to uh the end of preseason, and now a couple weeks uh hiatus before we get to the regular season kickoff on september 13th welcome in man
2: yeah so um this is a fun show it really is this is one of those where we argue about guys whether or not they are going to make the team or not and in the end um the team goes outside of the organization and finds guys in the waiver wire or we're both wrong. So
1: <laughs> that's true. That's very true. Um, and that's almost guaranteed a, to happen this year.
2: Yeah. And it's, it's all part of the fun. I mean, that's, that's why we do this show, right? Cause it's, it's a blast. So yeah. um, this is the sixth annual.
1: Version sixth annual. We've show. been, a, we've been around a while. So this is the 346th or 47th episode overall we've done you keep
2: track because i've lost count
1: it's 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 remarkable really we're getting to the point where we're we're passing up the field goals pod podcast as the most prolific podcast
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um, of any uh, seattle seahawks show
0: and
2: we've done it by having regular shows like the
1: um 365 you know uh, seven days not seven days a week 365 but each week we haven't missed a week
2: yeah. And so you you have like the Seahawkers pod has been, we're, we're actually approaching them in terms of number of episodes, but they've been around for like eight years longer than we have. The difference is, is they shut down during the off season. Yeah. And only hey, you know, shout out to,
1: the- to uh, Dan Viennes and Dana O'Gorman have been named the new uh, co-hosts of the Seahawkers podcast. Brandon Schultz is is stepping down. So
2: Oh wow. I did not know. And that's, know. Awesome. The, that's awesome. Those are great people. Yep. They're they're the two people that we have on here when we need guests, or if yes. someone's got to fill in because you've decided to travel to Europe or um
1: <laughs> I don't know. Right. No, no, right. They're, they're just they're they're awesome. People. Awesome yeah.
2: people, great, very knowledgeable, um, good I, podcasters, I, really know their I, stuff. I've I, already I I've
1: them. already got it uh guaranteed that we're gonna be we're gonna be guests on that show. So
2: Oh, I doubt I don't doubt that at all they're cause yeah. they're friends yeah. um both That'll of them used to write both of them used to write for me at um uh, you know Twelfth Men Rising when I was um you know managing editor there um in fact, I even promoted Dan at one point to be my assistant uh editor, and then he promptly got himself a better job, which is what everyone does there when they got, uh, whenever I promote them but that was cool um and yeah. uh Dana's been around longer than me I mean she was writing for me there, but she's been around with um uh what started out as NFL female and now is called Our Turf Football. Um she is vice president of content or something like yeah, that. No, she's she's got, outstanding
1: and she she's does. She's got, got some homework. cool t-
2: yeah, she's got a very cool title um uh, and does a ton of work um for that site. And is that's that's amazing. That's I'm I'm super excited for them. That's that's yeah.
1: awesome. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Um, Okay, so the way we're going to do this is the way that we kind of usually break this down. We're going to go offensive first, uh, offensive side of the ball first. We're going to talk about players, position groups, and we're going to find out where our differences lie. I'm sure there will be a few, uh, but we both brought in our own rosters um, to evaluate. So here we go. Let's start at at the top. top. Let's start at quarterback.
2: Um,
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I've got two quarterbacks on the roster. I got Geno Smith and then uh drew lock slash jimmy garoppolo because if they get the jimmy garoppolo thing done drew lock's gone and if they don't drew lock makes the roster as the backup
1: i think keith and i are both in the in agreement here um in the jimmy garoppolo speculation i think we have credible sources pointing to the idea that seattle is in fact interested is in on this uh game uh they are waiting for the 49ers to drop um jimmy garoppolo from the roster he's guaranteed almost $25 million if he's on the roster uh, Tuesday before the season begins. Uh, Roster cutdowns are this Tuesday, so they've got a kind of a week to play around with. They'll probably wait as long as they possibly can to make this move out of San Francisco. So uh, they fully expect, uh, from what I understand, Seattle to acquire uh, Jimmy Garoppolo after he is cut, Um, and uh, they just want to try to, Minimize the the damage um, of facing him two times a year by by not allowing Seattle to to have him on opening day and and to integrate him you know, right well, away. Yeah, so.
2: and Seattle plays San Francisco in week two.
1: Exactly so
2: by pushing the date that uh, Garoppolo joins Seattle back as far as possible, they're hoping that they can face Geno Smith in week two and that
1: Garoppolo that's exactly will right. Take over. That's so. exactly the way this is going to play out. So. So I, I i'm understanding this is almost a done deal type situation so it it will be very interesting i think this will end up being the top story of the week if not two mm-hmm. weeks here as we approach the regular season so just something to monitor but right out of the gate gino smith and um is the drew is been named the starter by uh, mm-hmm. pete carroll mm-hmm. and then drew locks the backup we'll see how this plays out because in our last show i asked you okay uh Jimmy Garoppolo's on the roster with Geno Smith and Drew Locke. Who do you cut? And your answer was pretty quick.
2: Yeah, you cut Drew Locke. Cut um, Drew Locke. Yeah. And I've I seen
1: that... you've seen what, what he's about. You've had him in the building all off season. Mm-hmm. You saw him during practices. You saw him in the games. And then you made a decision not to name him the starter. Uh that drastically reduces his value overall to I think this yeah. this franchise. And not a long term answer.
2: No, and I, I think the only way that you keep lock over Gino is if you believe that there's going to be some pushback um, by players for starting Garoppolo over Gino um, starting week three or whatever it is. So you think that there's go- that's going to create a locker room problem, then you go ahead and, and I- you keep. I think if Locke.
1: that I think if that was the case and this is the play, and, and Jimmy the garoppolo's on John Snyder's radar, obviously, and so forth, and that's the deal. I think that you would have named Drew Locke the starter and and gone about it that way. But once you name Gino the starter, mm-hmm. that's that that changes things a little bit. So I'll be I'm yeah. gonna be very curious as to how this plays out.
2: The other the other option here is if the Seahawks get offered a draft pick for one of the other. Um if you know Houston's going gonna send you a sixth round pick for Gino um well mm. I'll, I'll i'll keep lock <laughs> yeah you know no, I mean, right 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 then you get an asset for it rather than just cutting yeah. it loose. you've
1: got two very inexpensive quarterback options available, but either yep. has has proven to be yeah starting caliber in the n f l and so but they they would be legitimately looked at as being backups, mm-hmm. So we'll see how that that plays
2: out. um, Let's look at running back because I've got five making the roster, but one of them is a special teams guy in Nick Ballor. Okay. So really I've got four.
1: And now a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. Football fans, join the next generation of fantasy football with Rainmakers football their first-ever NFT fantasy game from DraftKings. It's the only NFT fantasy game licensed by the NFL Players Association. Now you can play all season for millions in prizes by building the ultimate NFT franchise. Right now, everyone can get their first full-roster starter pack for free. Playing Rainmakers is simple. Buy, sell, bid, and win player card NFTs of the biggest names in the game through regular drops and auctions on DraftKings Marketplace. Craft lineups of athletes from your NFT collection and earn points for touchdowns, receptions, and more, just like daily fantasy football. Build your NFT franchise and enter free Rainmakers football contests all season long to compete for millions in prizes. The next generation of fantasy sports is here. Download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app now, sign up with promo code TPPN, click the Rainmakers tile, and opt in to get your first card free. Plus, play for millions in prizes all football season while building the ultimate NFT fantasy franchise with Rainmakers Football. That's promo code TPPN. Build, play, win. Only at DraftKings. Contest entries dependent upon type and number of NFTs held. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. <laughs> we we did talk about this one uh, prior to the show and in the way that we deal with Nick Belure mm-hmm. because he's just a special teams guy. He's a guy. He's a utility guy um, who's a special teams captain and he's going to make the roster. We both feel and I've got him as my in my linebacker group. You've got him in the running back group nonetheless he's part of the 53 and then beyond that uh rashad penny ken walker i've got him as being on the active roster day one mm-hmm. uh some people are talking about having him start the year on um you know some IR sort for, of list for the, for the first
2: six weeks
1: well and, and then, it's four weeks now because they changed it oh so that's um, like
2: that's even easier yeah you could put him on yeah. ir because he's because he had that um that hernia procedure we don't yep. sure full sure of the details yeah we thought originally it was a sports hernia which is rough i mean that's just a yep. hard one to deal and with that was and, not the case yep but that's not the case so we don't know what even what the details are there um either if, it, way, if he
1: does start on ir it totally changes the way that this roster composition is put together but i think you had him on the active roster correct going out so and i do too and we'll just kind of play it by ear on that one that <clears> if he change. ends
2: up If he ends up on IR, do you keep uh, Darwin Thompson or do you keep a player at another position?
1: That's very interesting. Or Josh Johnson, the team may value Josh Johnson. Just you know, he just didn't have the looks or didn't have the the breakout runs and so forth. Now I will say this:
2: Darwin Thompson. Darwin Thompson looked
1: fine and looked great. He got great, the touches, during but he got the, the touches of Josh and, Johnson. Which is essentially garbage time of the preseason garbage time. So, yeah, but
2: they didn't even give those touches to Josh. Josh Johnson. He didn't get touches. Maybe I, so they I didn't
1: think... want to give them to to him because he'd already solidified some sort of they, they knew what he had what they had in Josh Johnson. They've had him all off season last year. He was on the mm-hmm. practice squad, and Darwin Thompson's fairly new. What's, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Now, Darwin Thompson, you talked about this in the end of the last show or in between shows that we were talking. Uh, Darwin Thompson has is, is definitely had some moments in runs. I'm just not mm-hmm. sure how the team views those runs because of the competition that he was. I think he makes against. a roster.
2: If it's not Seattle's roster, I think he gets picked up.
1: Um, Okay, so I had Penny, Walker, Homer, and Dallas. Homer and Dallas really helped themselves in preseason. I particularly oh, yeah. thought Homer was on the bubble entering um, the, the summer training camp and just, I think, played himself back on the roster and, and did a really good job. Absolutely. Okay, so wide receiver. This is where it gets kind of interesting um, for for me and difficult because, A, there's a lot of potential talent, But we didn't see any of it in preseason. And so you Mm -hmm. kind of have to just kind of go with your instincts, with your gut here. Obviously, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. After that, it gets really squishy. Nobody kind of stepped up and took that third wide Mm -hmm. receiver spot on this team, which I am concerned about. Because if you're a legitimate team and have a legitimate roster, you're going to have a really nice, solid third piece at wide receiver. And the Seahawks just don't. Freddie Swain was there last year. They hoped D. Ridge would come on. They drafted him high to be kind of a, a, a Swiss Army knife toolkit kind of guy from that position. Marquis Goodwin was the veteran signed in the offseason with the the world class speed, but he's you know ten years uh, in in the league now. And then Penny Hart, Derek Young, Bo Melton, Derek Young, Bo Melton were the seventh round picks. So they've invested into this spot, but nobody's really kind of jumped up and, and taken those third, fourth, fifths, maybe six spots. What do you have, Keith? So obviously Lockett and Metcalf make it. I have them um,
2: going with Goodwin. He's been hurt, that's why we haven't seen much of him in the last um, couple of weeks. But Pete Carroll has kind of made comments during his pressers. He's like, yeah, well, when we get Goodwin back for week one, then. And then like that was that's the preference to another statement and so yes to me it makes it sound like he's made the roster uh eskridge has made the roster the fact that he was healthy and came out and played even if he didn't make a huge impact and in, in this last game and and actually kind of give up an interception by not coming back to the football um i think his he's just too exciting and too um too much fun to, to for them to give up on he so he'll make it so i've got those four making it, um, I, and then after that, it became harder. I went with Derek Young simply over potential. He's got ha- he's had some drops. I get that, but they're not going to be counting on him to play. He's going to be buried on the depth chart and be playing special teams. Um, while they continue, he continues to improve um, as the number five guy. And then it really came down to me um, trying to decide between uh, Bo Melton and Freddie Swain for that last spot. And I've gone back and forth. At one point I had um, Melton on the practice squad and Swain making it. And then I switched and then I switched back. Um, and really right now I've got both names written down and I, so I can pick one while we're on the air. Um, wow. And- okay. um, So
1: you stay there, hold on, stay there. Okay. Now I'll, I'll, I'll do mine and we'll see. We'll have this little banter and we'll yeah. maybe we can choose one together. Okay, so I've got Lockett, Medcalf, Goodwin, uh, Freddie Swain, Eskridge, and Penny Hart I had making the roster just based on play yeah. and competition. Practice, He practiced well, he played well in games, and he's got the diversity with the return ability. Mm-hmm. derek Young and Bo Melton were seventh-round picks, but no guarantees with that. I thought for a long time, and we talked about this, even up to this last game, I thought Derek Young makes this roster. But he had so many drops there, and, and Penny Hart just beat him out. In this last game, had that nice touchdown reception. Derek Young had yet another drop. Bo Melton, I thought, was less impactful than Derek Young. So I have both Bo Melton and Derek Young cut, and I'm crossing my fingers that both make it to the practice squad. I, it's a huge risk, especially with Derek Young. He's got so much athletic upside and size he will at get that spot. Off. I know it's going to be tough, but you got to go in with the guys that you're going to win games with. Potentially, like
2: Houston or the Jets, will grab him. I almost
1: guarantee it. So Uh, I have Freddie Swain and Penny Hart making the roster.
2: Yep. And so, like, I was, I've got this, this thing was, is it Swain? Is it Melton? Is it Swain? And then, this, was that was when I had no uh, Penny Hart just fell off my radar in my head. I was doing this without a roster in front of me. Um, Penny Hart makes that roster spot, and both Freddie Swain and Bo Melton get cut. Um, and I think Bo Melton gets through the practice squad, and Freddie Swain gets picked off.
1: So you have have five wide receivers, not six.
2: I have six. I've got um, Lockett, Metcalf, Young, Goodwin, Eskridge, Hart. Gotcha. It was, and it was, it was really, it was Penny Hart um, stepping up and making it. He's gone from being off the roster to on, um, just by beating every being reliable. I know
1: know Freddie Swain kind of had a rough spot here in in training camp, but. You know, he was he 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 proved it on the field last year that he could come in and, and do it. They expected him to kind of step up in, in a larger role or have D S Grid step up into a larger role. Neither has done so. One because of injury. And so I th- there's still some upside there and, and um capital investment in those players. And so I've got both those guys making it. Freddie Swain. Um I think mm-hmm. that Bo Melton makes the practice squad. Young yeah. Young's the guy I'm I'm worried about most. So we'll see how that plays out.
2: Yeah, for me, it came down to, uh, I think Goodwin took Swain's job.
1: Without even and that's Yeah. well, That's a tough pill to swallow.
2: Swain hasn't been good, and Goodwin really was until he got hurt, and he'll be back.
1: So Okay, let's well, move so tight, along.
2: Tight end, because this is the an easy one. Uh, yep. Noah Fant, Will Disley, Colby Parkinson. Done. Ton. All right, let's move on again.
1: <laughs> so you've got the offensive line in an entire group, and I've got them broken I've got down a, a little bit. But let's—I've got a total of—I've got nine. Uh, nine. I've got nine. Yep. Let's see if we have the same nine players: Charles Cross, Jake Curran, Stone Forsyth, Abraham Lucas, Damian Lewis, Gabe Jackson, Phil Haynes, Austin Blythe, Kyle Fuller. I don't have. Oh, wait. Oh.
2: Cross, Lucas, Blythe, Jackson, Lewis, Kerhan, Forsythe, Fuller, Haynes. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's it. Okay, so I've got I really, Charles Cross <clears throat> and Abraham Lucas starting at tackle, Damian Lewis at guard, uh, Gabe Jackson on the other side, but Phil Haynes could could come in there, and Jake Kerhan, dude, and then and Kyle Fuller backing up Austin Blythe at center. Yeah, and then Stone Forsythe, I I was hopeful to see a little bit more of him. Um, and and have an impact and hear things about training camp and the team being excited for him. Just have not heard that the same way you hear about Jake Curran.
2: Yeah. So for Forsyth came in, he got, he he came in as the backup left tackle, got pushed into the competition at right tackle, then got removed from that competition and became the backup left tackle again. And he's just kind of been there. Um, And with Curran, getting a lot of playing time at guard next to Lucas um you know for becomes, becomes, actually becomes more of this more of a swing uh tackle where he he's going to be asked to do both sides so
1: not only Kurhan Cur- playing tackle but now playing guard and so now he's backing up he's the first guy off on on the field if uh Lucas gets hurt now I don't know if Jake Curran can slide over there and play left tackle but um they've got stone mm-hmm. Forsyth obviously and then Gabe Jackson at at right guard or Damian Lewis.
2: If Cross gets hurt, I would not be surprised if Abe Lucas goes in over at left tackle. Wow! Current current place.
1: I didn't even I hadn't thought about that since we talked about it during the draft. But yeah, not
2: mid game because mid game you just bring Forsythe off the bench and you let him finish the game. But then once you if you can give Abe Lucas um, a week of practice on the left side, he's he's got the upside to be franchise left tackle. His footwork is there um you know he can do the job it's just a matter of getting him used to playing on the left side instead of the right
1: yeah he took every snap in college at right the right tackle spot too so you'd have to be careful with that one but i agree i agree i mean he's this is one of the best upside picks that the seahawks have had in in a long time Mm -hmm. like it's just exceeded expectations i know expectations were pretty high with you and i like, I don't even know how he made it to the third round now that we're seeing what we're seeing on on he, the field. He's got first-round he talent as mm-hmm. shown in preseason games.
2: Yeah, absolutely does. I mean, he, it is, it's, a, it's crazy that he dropped that low. Um, and oh, there's a lot of talent evaluators that need to look in the mirror and go, well, what did we miss? And what they missed was they had their own blinders on their own um bias against the offense that he played in and the air raid and um yeah didn't look at the player they looked at the scheme i honestly think that's what it was because <coughs> you knew coming out you go if you go in and just zone in on him and ignore the scheme and ignore that the athleticism there the footwork god his feet are so quick uh, and then he plays with the mean streak that you're not used to seeing from an area. I think, it's, I think it Dental. is the
1: demeanor that, that, that makes him up as a player. That is the difference, you know, all mm-hmm. that quick feet and all that stuff. That's great. But he has the skill. He has the skills to go with the quick feet. And then he's got the mind and the will to want to impose his physical nature on people. And mm-hmm. you can't teach that part. And he's got that. And um, that's the part that you can't really tell when you're evaluating. Uh, prospects in the draft i i thought that we did a pretty good job on his evaluation i'll, I'll have to pat ourselves on the back on that we were both were in on the abe lucas train early oh, in the process yeah
2: it was just easy to see you watch his film and if you ignore the fact that you're only watching pass blocking because he's never run blocked um ever because <laughs> he hasn't that's the, not yeah. what they do um you look at his pa- he was he was nfl ready yeah as a pass blocker so all right, so that's, um, for me, it's 25 offense. For you, it's 24, but Nick yes. balor is the only difference there. Correct. Um, so it's really the same, and it's very similar. As and the as reason
1: that guy. I went with more, I went with 26 defenders, I thought there was just more talent on the defense and, I had and special teams time. ability.
2: And when, it, with the exception of balor because I have ended up with 26, I actually had a hard time filling out this side of the roster. I thought that there
1: were... Um,
2: it, the last couple spots, I'm like, is there really guys that I want?
1: I let's go through it because yeah. I, I we do have a couple of differences. Um, so let's start defensive. with the defensive line. Yeah, start up front.
2: Um, Al Woods, Brian Monet, Puna Ford, um, Shelby Harris, Quentin Jefferson, and Miles Adams. Yes, who played his way onto the roster during training camp and and yes. preseason. He, and I
1: have one extra guy.
2: Who else do you have?
1: L.J. Collier. I have LJ Collier not making this team. I have him only because of a numbers game. So I've got seven defensive linemen. And I If have you six. combine tackles and defensive ends. And Which, I think in a three four you do.
2: Cause there's not really a defensive tackle and a defensive end in a three four. You've got a you've got a nose tackle. I and agree. The defensive end. And, I'm and counting I'm counting
1: Miles Adams away. more on the defensive tackle side of the equation here. Yeah. So. so that's that's where I've got LJ Collier kind of backing up, both and Quentin Jefferson backing up Shelby Harris and Puna Ford. Um okay, so LJ Collier's the difference there. Let's find mm-hmm. out where where else we're at. The linebacker group is interesting because I've come we've combined inside and outside guys, edge rushers, and all that kind of stuff. So it's a it's a diverse group. Mm-hmm. Um, but go through it.
2: So for the outside linebackers, the pass rushers, um, Daryl Taylor. Um Robinson, Boy Mafe, and Nuasu. Uh, I have making it for the outside guys. And on the interior, Brooks
1: Barton, um
2: Vi Jones and Tanner Muse.
1: Okay. Interesting. I've got uh on the inside Jordan Brooks, Cody Barton, Vi Jones, Nick Ballur. And uh, then so I've Nick, got
2: you're counting on, on Nick Ballore actually playing a meaningful role on defense.
1: Well, I think he he showed, I mean, the entire preseason and and in training camp he was playing linebacker. So, yeah. there, there it is. Um Jordan Brooks, uh, Nuasu are our starters at uh, excuse me. Um Nuasu and Taylor are the starters on the outside with Alton Robinson and Boye Mafe backing up mm-hmm. and Tariq Smith starts the year um on the on the pup list. Uh, no the Injured uh, reserve, injured reserve, yes, an IR. and then I don't have Tanner Muse or any other players making making it. I've got two, four, six, eight, eight linebackers eight, total.
2: Eight linebackers in a three-four. See, I I went with um, with uh, Tanner Muse t- to get there as the um, the eighth linebacker who will actually yeah. play defense. So I, as I'm not going to count Belore, um, I have Smith starting it on um injured reserve as well. Um and then I actually came back at the end of this cuz I needed one more player on the roster. And I was deciding do we bring in another linebacker or do I bring another defensive back? Um and I said they've been using um Vy Jones both as an interior and as a pass rusher. Um so his uh versatility allows them to bring in whoever they want is another line and i went with dublanco as also making the roster uh um, wow that came out giving, of nowhere giving them uh nine linebackers
1: they like john radigan but he's going to start the year on the unable to perform list. yeah he has not um,
2: practiced once
1: they're in donker <clears throat> Like Lakeem Williams it was in on some plays yesterday, but he's just a scrappy guy. That's probably at the tail end of any roster. Mm-hmm. Tanner Muse really played well in this game.
2: He played really well in this game. He had a couple of big stops, had a big stop. Yeah, on, he's a tackler. On, man. For, he's a,
1: like a physical guy.
2: And that's why I have him making
1: the roster. Yeah. Interesting. I like Tanner Muse as a player. I loved him coming out of college when he was a safety. Um, he got to the then Oakland Raiders and, they changed him immediately to a linebacker, and I thought that well, that was weird because he was undersized. I think he was like 225 pounds or something like that when he first came out. And um, but he's a
2: tackling machine.
1: He is. He's around the ball. He's a playmaker, mm-hmm. and I like that pick. Actually, he's a. He'll be a great special teams player if he makes the roster. Yep. Um, okay. And Vi Jones out of that whole list is the is the surprise of the summer, really, on the defensive side of the ball. Oh yeah. Because uh came out of nowhere, undrafted guy, comes in, he's undersized, uh, especially in the like the uh the edge role and um or you know in the middle. He's and undersized anywhere in a three four two twenty two twenty five, six two, two twenty-five. But yeah. he's just got a nose for the ball and he's a physical player and um he he just made plays in the preseason. Now it wouldn't shock me. If the team felt like they could get a player like Vi Jones on the practice squad and they made another roster decision um, because there are a couple of roster decisions on the defensive back position groups where you're going to have to decide on a couple of players. And Vi Jones is that one where you might be able to tweak it a little bit.
2: I don't know. Like I said, I went with
1: or or Tanner Muse for you.
2: I would Tanner Muse and DeBlanco.
1: And DeBlanco. Yeah. I have all, I don't have, I don't have Tanner Muse or DeBlanco on my roster.
2: Yes, I have all three of those guys making making it. Those two because I don't, I don't want Nick Ballore to have a role on defense. I agree. Yes, he, yes, he plays. He, he team trusts he, him though. He lines up at linebacker during practice, but he isn't. He is Nick not. Nick
1: Ballore would come in and play in games this year, significant minutes at, if if they were to be had before Jones and Muse saw the field. I don't because believe the that. team trusts him.
2: Yeah, I don't believe that. It's true. I don't believe that they would bring in a guy
1: who has. He played a little bit last year.
2: Yeah, in desperation, and yeah. now you don't have to be desperate because you've got a guy like Tanner Muse and a guy like Five Jones on your roster. I, I just, to me, he offers no value there. And then I want DeBlanco mostly because of special teams anyway. Um, and it comes down to I didn't want to have eleven. I didn't think the team needed eleven defensive backs, and especially with with guys that have positional versatility.
1: Well, I've got the team as having 11 defensive backs and some of that is special teams, but some of it is just because I've got s- skilled players at those mm-hmm. positions and they didn't want to cut them. You, cut, so you, you kept
2: the better player. And even though it created positional um, imbalance, I kept the positional balance and cut better players.
1: Well, and you also put Buller on in your running back room. <clears throat> So, but, but let's, let's talk about safeties and corners. (laughs) So let's really dig into this list because I think this is like one of the most, this will be one of the most contested cuts um, that we have on in our decision-making because
2: one of these guys is
1: going to get picked up uh, by another team.
2: Yeah. Whoever gets cut from this group will have a job. So Sidney Jones, Artie Burns, Kobe Bryant, um, Drake Woolen, and Mike Jackson. Are the five cornerbacks that I have making it? Mike Jackson beating out Justin Coleman.
1: I've got uh, instead of cutting Justin Coleman and having a guy like Tanner Muse on the roster, I kept Justin Coleman and thereby having six active corners on the roster with Trey Brown starting the year on the on IR.
2: That's why part of why I kept five. Is I knew that Trey Brown would, was going to come off the the IR list at some point, and that's he's going to. If you have injuries, you have problems. He comes off, he fills in, he takes over, and does all that. And
1: yeah, uh, I and and I, I make I this and I made this I made this decision knowing that Justin Coleman did not earn this spot. Yeah, in training camp, and he didn't and play games. well.
2: Yeah, he didn't play well. That's part of the way, why I. Kind
1: but of... but I was a little worried about a backup in that slot spot. You got Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant also has the ability to play on the outside. So when Kobe Bryant does play on the outside, what do you have? Well, I don't think you will because, um, Woolen. Well, Mike Jackson. You kept Mike Jackson on the roster. Mike Jackson and too. And
2: Wol- Mike uh, Mike Jackson and Woolen can both play. on well, the outside. I think I think
1: Woolen starts. To be completely honest. You think and Mike it, Jackson Mike Jones Jackson doesn't need to start. So I think, well, I think Drake Woolen starts. I think, you know, Artie Burns might sit. It's, and Sidney Jones is out there with, with Woolen. And then you've got Burns and Mike Jackson to fill in the, the spots with Kobe Bryant, you know, being able to be an interchangeable part there. <clears> I'm just it, concerned about players specifically on the roster that have the ability to play in the slot. And you got Kobe Bryant. And then if you cut Coleman, what do you have? Marquise Blair. And that's why I knew,
2: that's why I felt comfortable cutting Coleman. It's because if you go to our safeties, right? And we're both going to have Diggs, Adams, Jones. Yes. Like the, that's your top three. Yes. Um, Ryan Neal and yeah. Marquise Blair. Yeah, those and are Mar- the five that I have as well. And Marquise Blair can play the slot. It is true. So that's how I ended up with my 25. I've got. Um, Six defensive line, four outside linebackers, uh, five interior with five Jones actually being both, um, five corners, five safeties for 25.
1: I have 26 players on defense. And, that's, yeah, and you, that, that was my difference. But I kept think, Justin Coleman.
2: You think that Nick Ballor is a linebacker?
1: Yes. I don't. <laughs> I Well, I built the roster with him as a linebacker, but he's he's a tweener for sure.
2: Yeah. So, but, but the part that when I'm looking I, at, at this with yours is that you've got, um, what you've got is six linebackers, seven, because you have Vite Jones making that. Yes. Year. You have seven linebackers total. Yes. Yes. Including Nick Ballor. No, yes. you have, it's, it's, it's seven and Nick Belor, right? Robinson, Taylor. I have Moffey, eight and actually. I have yeah. eight
1: with Nick Ballor
2: so you have seven linebackers on your roster yes and then you counted nick Belor as a linebacker yes um whereas i have um nine linebackers on my roster not counting Nick Belor. so there there's the big
1: difference yeah that is the big difference isn't Cause,
2: it yep you, know, you i cut coleman in order to make room for um muse and i cut lj collier to make room for DeBlanco.
1: I don't know if the team does that. DeBlanco is the guy that you can have on your practice squad. I mean, he may have shown in a preseason game, but I'm not sure if that's enough to yeah. add him to the 53.
2: I just, for me, it was more and of LJ a... LJ Collier
1: may provide them with more insurance from that interior pass rushing position that both Shelby Harris and Quentin Jefferson provide.
2: See, yeah, and I think that with um, Adams and ford uh
1: adams uh, didn't he
2: with adams and 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 puna being able to play those um you know the the three tech um five tech spots um Puna ford can also play the nose tackle we've seen him do that his whole career but Mm -hmm. um i don't i didn't need the i didn't need the extra depth for a guy that that
1: hasn't done anything he didn't make the roster
2: like he he's made, he's making the roster because he got drafted high a few years ago that's very true not, not because of anything he's actually
1: done he could be the surprise cut of the of the of the defense really i mean you don't cut first round picks but when this could fail. be this this could be one <laughs> this could be one he hasn't done anything to take the job you're right that's a perfect way to explain it yep. interesting yeah i like it i mean either way um i think we have good roster composition um mm-hmm. I like it. I'm, I'm a little worried about giving away defensive back talent. I think Blair players on the bubble. Uh, John Reed is certainly on the bubble. Um, they, they may shock me and keep John Reed over Justin Coleman because John Reed can play in the slot as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mike Jackson, obviously I think, uh, by all accounts made the roster, which is, which is great. And I like his size too. So that's a nice, that's a nice cornerback room for the future. Artie Burns, Jones, to two veteran guys that have kind of burned themselves out in other spots, come here and find new life. Kobe Bryant, Tariq Woolen are the future, um, and Mike Jackson. I, I that's a that's a really strong unit. Sidney Jones didn't really burn himself out in Jacksonville. He
2: was just always hurt and never got on the field. And then he's managed to live up to his draft potential in Seattle by staying healthy. So. Of course, I say that, and he hasn't played in the preseason game yet this year. But we know who he is, what he is. Um, Artie Burns looked really good early in camp, and then got hurt. Mm-hmm. And him getting hurt, he allowed, was back in this last game. Allowed Tariq Woolen to really shine.
1: Isn't that the truth?
2: And if Tariq Woolen wins the starting job opposite Sidney Jones, does the team cut Artie
1: Burns? In favor of keeping a sixth wide receiver on the roster? Or or, at, uh, or what? John,
2: in favor of John
1: Reed. That would leave you light on the corners. You'd have inexperience. So you'd, you, you're you, you'd Jones, have Jones. You'd, you'd have
2: Jones, Jones um, Woolen starting. You'd have Jackson as your primary backup. With, with Cody Bryant. Bryant. As the, as the as the swing nickel we would right. also move outside right and if he Bryant has to move outside then you bring reed in the slot and you've also got blair Marky, and
1: marcus blair who can do both i mean certainly you could you could make a case for that i just don't Artie burns is so inexpensive and he showed that he played really pretty well in this mm-hmm. scheme, and he does have that veteran presence i would hate to give that out
2: I agree with you. I'm just playing devil, devil's advocate, seeing what you'd say. I think Artie Burns makes the roster because they don't have a veteran presence in that um, room. I mean, Sidney Jones would be the, the most veteran guy, mm-hmm. and he has one year of actually playing. Yes, He's got four other years of being in the league, but being on injured reserve. He's got one year of actually playing.
1: Yeah. When Trey Brown comes back, the whole equation changes. Because mm-hmm. you're going to end up cutting a guy, and it's probably Artie Burns, especially if Tariq Woolen plays well. If Tariq but Woolen takes that spot, Artie Burns, is, um,
2: Artie Burns is going to be looking at. at uh, he's got a time clock, right? And when it goes off, he's done. And that that time clock is Trey Brown. Um, the exception of that being is that's assuming that all all five of these guys are healthy. When it's time for Trey Brown to come off injured reserve, absolutely. All it takes is one person to get hurt, end up on um on injured reserve themselves trey brown takes their spot and team moves on like nothing happened
1: fun conversation anything else that you want to highlight or talk about
2: um jason myers made the roster
1: yeah we knew made Otten, my roster as well but we know that can change
2: and dixon made the roster yes. myers has been too inconsistent um given his and given his cap hit um and so they're gonna. They'll look for someone if they think they can equal his production in terms of um, everything that he does, kickoffs, all you know, field goals, extra points, everything. If they think they can equal his production, by and save three and a half, four million dollars, they'll do it. But right now, I got him on the roster.
1: All right, I Just think we should get out of he's here. Got
2: the, he's got the best last name <laughs> in the entire NFL.
1: I'm not going to argue because nobody's going to ever have my last name. um so uh i think that that we have a good roster uh i'd like to come back on tuesday after the cuts and have a show and see how we did how about that
2: yep we'll see how much um how all of my brilliant ideas here are just completely wrong
1: (laughs) yeah and i didn't start with brilliant ideas so i've got nothing to worry about Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Find Keith on Twitter at Mars You can find me at NW Seahawk, the show's at Hawks Playbook on Twitter. You can find us on your favorite podcast platforms. Make sure you share and subscribe. Thank you so much. Until next time. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Seahawks Playbook Podcast Listeners. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NW Seahawk. Keith is at Myers NFL, and the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.